Hey guys, welcome to the After Church Podcast, where we take what we hear on Sunday and apply it to our lives on Monday. Today in the podcast, going to be joined by Gary Thompson, the South Campus Pastor, and uh, Kurt Petersheim, that's his name, the East Campus Pastor, and we're going to be talking about Romans 13, about paying your taxes, and about when to rebel against the government, or something like that. All right, let's get in the podcast. All right, guys, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Thank Trey. You. Kurt. We're the After Church Podcast, where we're taking what we hear on Sunday and apply it to our lives on Monday. And we are talking about or Romans. Or Sunday afternoon. Or Sunday afternoon. Or right after church. Thursday <laughs> or Wednesday. Any Whatever day. day. Um, we, are, we have been talking about Romans 12 last week, uh, the big shift in Romans from kind of head doctrine to hands and feet doctrine or yeah. theology to application or whatever you want to call it. Of course, all of it is theology. All of it is sure. applicable, but um, certainly in, in chapter 12, he makes that uh, stark contrast yeah. and then gives us that in view of God's mercy. And uh, if you guys are watching, make sure you go and check out all those messages before the eastreach.church slash Romans, and you can check out the series and all of the, uh, the different sermons from both campuses. Um, and you can follow along with the After Church podcast and see all the questions and how we did apply some yeah. of that stuff. Hopefully these to make our a lives. lot more sense with the sermons, with right. the messages yeah. <laughs> from, from the, that Sunday. Yep. Well, uh, this week we're jumping into Romans 13, and mm-hmm. I made the joke, uh, I preached Sunday at East, and uh, Gary, I made the joke at the end that we were going to talk about rebelling against the government and paying your taxes. Paying your taxes. That's right. <laughs> and so we yeah. may not have anybody show up Sunday. Yeah. But or <laughs> hey, rebelling, or a lot of people with might signs. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we're rebelling, baby. Oh, man. Well, I, don't, I mean, here's what I like to do different. We're going we're gonna to switch some things up a little bit today. Um, instead of waiting to the end to get to our discussion questions, I'm going to kind of just read a few of them now and let that be, as we walk through Scripture, um, we'll answer these questions as yeah. we go. So maybe that'll help you guys, too, if you're following along. So the, the discussion questions we'll look at is, number one, just is the act of submission difficult for you and, and maybe why? Um, uh, considering our uh, Number two, considering our political climate, what are your thoughts and your feelings? We'll get in the feels here. And um, like when you hear you're sub- to submit to the government, we'll talk about how does that make you feel? Yeah. Um, and maybe uh, one of the questions would be just, does does God really institute every governmental authority like across the globe? Is that something he really does? Number four, um, what are Christ's followers to do when the government demands that they do things that are against the word of God? That'll be fun to talk about and dig in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe the last one then will just be, as we get to the end of the chapter, it kind of changes a little bit too from our role in submitting to the authorities and then kind of um, what are we to do in light of putting putting on Christ? If we to put mm-hmm. off right. certain things and put on Christ, yeah. uh, the question we'll ask there is just, how do you do that? Like, yeah. how do you put on mm-hmm. Christ? And so we'll talk about mm-hmm. that. So anyway, <laughs> let's, just, let's, let's jump in um, and just read maybe the first uh, first two verses, one and two. Um, either one of you guys want to read it? I'll read it. All right. All right. 13, one and two. Everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, he who rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. Ooh. Good stuff. So, <laughs> oh boy, how does that make you feel? It's not unclear. <laughs> I mean, that's you know a lot of a lot of scripture is very clear, very simple to understand. I mean, I think Paul he basically says the same thing uh, two different ways in that in that first verse. Uh, there is he says it negatively. There's no authority except that which God has established. He says it positively. Mm-hmm. All, the authorities that exist have been established by God. He's repeating yeah. himself. You know, we hear that and we go, "How can that be?" Yeah, I mean, how can this be? And then I think about them hearing it, the mm-hmm. the, the, the Christians in Rome. Yeah, and I'm going. This is ridiculous. You know, there's, yeah, there's you know, God put this re- guy what? here. What? Maybe that's why he said it twice. Yeah, yeah, you know, just because right. the climate they were living in. Yeah. yeah, if I get my timeline right, it's right around. It's written to the Roman Christians around Claudius's reign. Claudius yeah. into Nero, somewhere yes. in that right. period of time. Or Claudius had expelled the Jews at least right. when the church had started. Right. That was part of right. what we talked about in Romans. And Nero one. just it was awful, awful, awful. Right. Um, Everything in Romans one, basically Nero had uh, done all of those things. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So if you're 
getting this red letter read aloud to you and you're going, wait a minute. <laughs> right. You mean God ordained Claudius to be our emperor and he kicked us kicked the Jews out and he what did he marry? He like married his he married his daughter in law or his niece? Maybe he married his niece. I feel something. like that was so common back then. I, right. I forget who did what, but <laughs> I mean, it yeah. was like it was one of the, yeah. They had to, it was so the, not quite as common to, for uh, Caesar to marry his well, niece. Well, yes. Yeah. So he'd like go get a special dispensation, whatever. But it was like, I mean, that kind of level of, of weirdness. Stuff, yeah. And certainly if you were getting this, you go, what? Come on. But yeah, the, I mean, talking about God instituting these authority, I had to be a little bit of a shock value to these Christians, many of whom are probably very young Christians, didn't know the Old Testament scriptures, but obviously we know the Old Testament scriptures decently well to know this This is not an uncommon theme in scripture, mm-hmm. right? That God does institute authorities. I mean, he's made that Daniel uh, chapter two. I mentioned this in, in the sermon mm-hmm. um, that Daniel says that God puts kings in place and he removes them. That's, that's, he's always right. done that. And good, good and bad. Babylonian right. kings, Persian kings, Egyptian kings throughout Old Testament. He, he ordains nations to rise up and come and take out his people at times. And then he ordains that they be released from that. And it, it, yeah, God's ordination of those things, as difficult as that is at times in history, it's, man, it's just a clear theme throughout all of scripture. Yeah. And it's hard when we hear that to, square up his love, his yeah. justice, yeah. his sovereignty, and thinking that, all right, he put these guys in place, look at what they did. And then you mm-hmm. start looking back in history over governments and leaders that have been in place. It, it is hard to wrap your your brain around it and and, yeah. and say, I feel good about that. Mm-hmm. Especially some of the atrocities we've seen right. around. Even through. now, yeah. yeah. Yeah, even now, right. Gosh, like right now. Right. Yeah. Um, to think there's political leaders and leaders of splinter uh, fundamentalist, fundamentalist groups that are causing death and destruction right, right now across the Middle East. Yeah. But when we, go I'm going to say, so when I read this, I struggle. Yeah. yeah. I struggle. My flesh struggles. I uh, struggle with trusting that, mm. but that's what we're supposed to do. And it's that, that's, a, that's a struggle of faith that we have because yeah. we're not always going to we're not we're always going to agree with what God does. And he never told us, you got to agree with everything I said. He just said, follow me. Mm. And, and so th- those are, those are decisions that we have to make mm-hmm. and they're tough sometimes, way tougher mm-hmm. than what we think. Submitting is a choice. It right? is, man. Right. Like we, we have yeah. a choice to submit or not yeah. submit. And to say that he, you know, every, every authority has been established, has been established by God. I mean, that's very clear again from 13, one and two. And that doesn't mean that God established those authorities endorsing their behaviors right, exactly. or endorsing like how right. they are as people. Pharaoh is a great example. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. I mean, Pharaoh was clearly a wicked man who did not care one snitch about God and, mm-hmm. and what God wanted. And God made it clear, I raised Pharaoh up for this very purpose, that my glory would be displayed, you know, in him and in the Israelites and all. Anyway, it's just, yeah, we, we have to be, I think there's a sort of a, a theological understanding that we, we we can gain from just seeing, you know, man, because God puts them in place doesn't necessarily mean he's endorsing everything right. they're doing exactly. as men or women or whoever is in authority. And again, like we're saying, I mean, that mm-hmm. translates right now into our day, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. So. Even if we took the the term authority, we're placing it on, on individuals. It sounds like a lot right here. But what if it, we did look at it a little more like God ordains authority as in government? He he mm-hmm. he ordains right. a structure and a system that even if, if evil men are potentially running it, it's sure. the government structure itself is probably better than not having that anarchy. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's op- true. That's sort. a good point. That's right. a great point. Really, yeah. um, even even the believers in Rome at this time, the structure was okay for them. It was the evil leaders that weren't yeah, right. necessarily beneficial. Yeah. But so then you get, uh, well, so submission is just hard. We, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to talk about that word. Uh, I don't know if I was looking up the word itself and it's, submission. It's, yeah. It's a compound word mm-hmm. um, that means um, subordinate and intentional. Yeah. That you intentionally make yourself Place subordinate. Yourself under. Well, nobody yeah. wants to do that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> whether it's the government or whether we're standing in line, somebody cuts in front of us. Yeah. I mean, nobody. Whether it's your husband yeah, or yeah, wife. Right. Say, nobody <laughs> wants. Whoever this nobody, is. That is a hard yeah. pill to swallow anyway with that. I want to say that we're called to do that as Christ followers in general. Yeah. That is that is our posture. Right. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. That yeah. This is where we land all the time, not just with the government. Right. And so I think that's something to remember as well, mm-hmm. that um, that is that this is our lifestyle. Mm. Absolutely. That's yeah. good. And I guess 
thinking in that thinking of it in that light, like we are slaves to Christ, mm-hmm. but we are to submit ourselves to governing authorities, right? Which is probably a lot different. Uh, mm-hmm. A slave meaning like, man, if Christ says it, I'm doing it, right? Regardless, right. yeah. If the government says it, well, I'm I'm going to be respectful. Right. I'm going to submit myself to them. But yeah. if they say to do something that goes yes. against God's word, I've got now something right. I need to. Right. There's a, a a hierarchy in that authority and mm-hmm. who I submit to. And yeah. And that's where it's it. so helpful to us to remember. Like we're we're not just taking this verse right here and divorcing it from the rest of the Bible. Right. And the rest of clear stories that we see, clear teachings that we see about obviously our obedience is to the Lord mm-hmm. first and foremost sure. above everything Absolutely. else. You yeah. know and um. And really the word being submission, not even obey here. It's just right. more about submission and, right. and placing yourself under like you are in authority. Mm-hmm. Um, but the obedience for us as Christians, certainly, to Jesus first and foremost. Um, and then, you know, we see stories in like in the book of Acts, all mm. throughout the book of Acts, right. of like Paul and Silas getting put in prison, you know, um, because of their, they, they knew preaching the gospel could do this. It did. They didn't. But they didn't resist either. Right. They didn't resist getting put in prison. They submitted in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but they disobeyed the the law, which would say, "Hey, only Caesar is Lord. Mm-hmm. Right. Only teach that. And if you're not going to teach that, you know." So anyway, there's there's all throughout the Bible this mm-hmm. idea of we can be submissive to authority, be respectful, be good citizens, and at the same time, we follow a higher law mm-hmm. of God, and we're going right. to follow that first and foremost. Yeah. So. Yeah. I was Acts five was where. We first hear it where where they say we must obey God yep. rather, rather than, than man. man. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, and then willing to take those consequences, whatever they are. Yeah. If you those things are that. in conflict, right? We choose God. Yeah, yeah. So submission is difficult, it is. as like you said, subservient to subordinate, sub- intentionally subordinate, intentionally subordinate. Yeah. You're making a choice yeah. to subordinate yourself to a, another power. Um. Obviously, that's that's difficult. Um, yeah. Then we we asked, does uh, God really institute every government government authority? What do, you, what do you think there? Is that something that you feel like like did God institute Hitler? Question mark. That's exactly where my mind goes when we talk about this. I'm serious. When yeah. we talk about stuff, I think Hitler atrocities, all that stuff, and, and and that's where it's hard to wrap my brain when I just think about that one moment to wrap my brain around it. Yeah, I don't think the current Jewish population would agree I that agree. God ordained that. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, those, these things are so far beyond our understanding and wisdom of God's ways and, and the the purposes, you know, that God had. But again, I mean, throughout history, there's been atrocities that people have committed um, that we see even in biblical history um, yeah. with the Assyrians, the Babylonians, um, Cyrus in in um, Isaiah. He calls Cyrus God's anointed one. Um, his it's the word Messiah <laughs> for the, like that, and that just means anointed one. Um, right. Like he is specifically appointed to be this guy. And he was um, terrible, wasn't he? Yeah, yes. like all these guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. again, Pharaoh, whoever. Um, and and for us, I think just the like you're saying, Gary, the the trust that God has a, a wisdom and an understanding of things in history that we just don't have, and um, God is both just and able to, in in whatever sovereign way he does this, put in place people who are unjust, who are unjust, um, and have that be within his sovereign, his sovereign choice to do so. I believe that, mm-hmm. yes. Um, I believe that God is, well, what Daniel 2 says, he, he raises up kings, he puts them down. Mm-hmm. You know, that's up to him. Um, many of them are wicked, and and at the same time, because we see, like, okay, and um, when Israel gets established into the promised land, right, and then we get into First Samuel, what do they start doing? They start clamoring for a king, mm-hmm. right? When God had told them the the mm-hmm. the best possible government that exists is a theocratic government, right? God is king, mm-hmm. and that's what the way they existed. And He told them this is going to be bad for you. And it's like God has always made it clear, like kings are not going to be good. I don't right. care who they are. It's not going to be the best possible situation, but mm-hmm. I'm going to give you what you want. Let's see how that works for you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see how that works for them throughout First, Second Samuel, Kings, Chronicles, like just wickedness after wickedness of, of all the kings, mm-hmm. with a few sprinkled in that were pretty decent, but um, they were decent because they were submitted to God. And all that to say, I mean, we just see, like, none of this is like the ideal world. We don't live in an ideal world. Right. This is not the garden. Right. Correct. So it's all brokenness and... God making it clear, but at the same time, I'm bringing back into, I think this is important for us to remember, what did Jesus say, Matthew 28? Um, all authority in heaven and earth is mine. Yeah. 
go make disciples. I think that's us as the kingdom workers in this world, Christians, bringing back under the authority of Jesus all things. Right. That's mm-hmm. Ephesians 1, too, is what he said. That's, mm-hmm. the, that's the purpose of all this. All authority would be given back to Christ. And Jesus himself operated yeah. in a world where he was subordinate to the government. Yep. That he did not try to circumvent things. He was very clear on his teachings, and he operated uh, in his culture and the government there, even though he didn't agree with what was going on, but he operated in that government without revolting in, you know, in, in a way of saying, I'm not going to do this or do that. Now, yeah. there's certainly times where he made some clear statements on what he was going to do. Right. And so I think he gave us a great example of that it is possible for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, in today's climate, um, that was one of the questions is considering today's political climate, like how, how, what, what are your thoughts and feelings when you hear that we are to submit to the government? And we've come out of a season recently of COVID where, yeah, I mean, the scripture tells us to meet weekly. Right. And we were told don't don't meet. Right. I'm not even getting the masking thing. I'm just talking about what God has commanded us. He didn't say anything about masks, but He commanded us to right. to meet weekly, and we 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 stopped. You know, were were we wrong? Was that? Man, I don't know. I I, I can go all over the map on that. Um, Let's hear you go all over the map. <laughs> I'll say this: I'll never do it again. I, I knew that probably about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, you know, we'll we'll meet outside with a burn barrel. I mean, that's that's where I'm at. Just. Yeah. Um, because of what you just said, we, we did, you know, we, we wanted, we want to be good citizens. Mm-hmm. We want to be yeah. great examples of, of what it is to follow Christ by the way we submit. Right. But I don't, I don't know that we would ever do it. And I, I'm not saying we're going to revolt, right. form the castle. That's not what I'm saying. That's, I'm just saying we would, we would figure out another way yeah. Yeah, to, to right. adhere with the government, but also meet, uh, what we feel like we need to do as Christ followers. Yeah, that, that was one thought. Um, the other thought is that what I, what I was thinking, and I'm going I'm to go a little bit of a sideways. Mm-hmm. We have the best government in the world. We still don't want to submit. <laughs> I know. Funny. I mean, it's not like we we do. We and I know people. It's getting worse, and I get all that. But I'm telling, it doesn't matter. You go back. People don't want to submit. We we had the I, best. It doesn't matter what you yeah yeah what government yeah. you could go you could dial mm-hmm. it back fifty years. I'm telling you, people don't want to submit. You could dial it back a yeah. hundred years. People don't want to submit. They don't want to submit. We still get to choose our leaders. Yes, like that's we, right. That's, yeah, uh, it's crazy. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, to me, uh, yeah, it's always going to be attention yeah. for that's us. A great point. It is a great point. <laughs> it's always going to be attention for us. There, there's no human being on the planet that's just like I love people telling me what right. to do. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Look at these new um, rules. They're great. It's right. So fantastic. Um. And again, that's what God told them when they were claiming for a king. And first mm-hmm. Samuel's like, well, he's going to enlist you in the army. He's going to do gonna, all this and this. He's going to tax, gonna tax you. you. Yes. And they're like, well, we want a king. Anyway, mm-hmm. they got what they wanted. But um, honestly, this, when you ask that question, just how does it, no, nobody loves to submit. But I think the passage, a passage like this is at least helpful. It encourages me to remember that, mm-hmm. man, God, God is sovereign. God is in control. And our time here is short. We know that. Philippians right. 3.20, this is not our home. We, right. we are citizens mm-hmm. of heaven. Right. Right? That is my kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm fine submitting to whatever governing authorities I need to submit to now in this earth for the years that I have here, knowing mm-hmm. that, one, my king is the king of kings, and if things rub against each other, I'm going to follow him. And two, when my time's done here, I'm going to live on in his kingdom, and mm. that's all good. So anyway, I just say that to say, I mean, passages like this, Honestly, they do help me with that to go, okay, yeah, like, I don't always like things the government does, like right. anybody does, but mm-hmm. I can I can be okay with it for the time being mm-hmm. and, and do my best to be salt and light in this world sure. still be a good citizen, mm. you know. Trey, what is, like, your perspective from being a government leader? <laughs> politician, <laughs> a Trey. Servant of, a politician. <laughs> servant of the people. Servant of the people. Trey loves the word politician. Newton County, right? You yeah. are a servant of the people. Um, Yeah, wow. I fall in the camp of uh, the the local government. I'm gonna stick stick with local yeah, for now. Yeah, yeah. Local government has a function that the church doesn't have, mm-hmm. and then the church has a function. Mm-hmm. The local church has a function mm-hmm. that the government doesn't have. Okay. And I feel like you know maybe more in this uh, chapter might help clarify that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the government has the ability to wield the sword. Right. Um, the the King James would say, "Wield the sword." Wield the sword. Yeah. Um, really, kind of harkening back to the very first governmental structure, which yeah. would have been post fall. So when Adam right. and Eve sin, like in the garden, everything's perfect. There's no need for right. government. Right. The only go- there's one God, and yep. 
here's the one rule or whatever the rules are. Once they break that, now there's a need for government, uh, yeah. some sort of structure that that and and when they're kicked out of the garden, they can't go back into the garden because what's there guarding the garden? Sword, an angel with a sword. Right, yep. And so the sword then, in that regard, is the first kind of institution of government that we see mm-hmm. that protects us. Because mm-hmm. if we were to go back in, we would have been terrible, right? You don't want to eat from the tree of uh, life, uh, eternal life, when you're awful and dirty, right? Like you need salvation. You need right. to be in that regard before you can experience that eternity. So you could say that government is there to protect and then to uh, to temper, to keep things from getting out of hand. I think that's a role where particularly law enforcement, if we have local government and local laws, then you have to have a local law enforcement enforce mm-hmm. it. that then keep yeah. it really, the, the goal of it, according to even Romans 13, is to protect us. It right. protects those who are doing right. good. Yeah. And it, it, they can if they can wield the sword, now that nothing to do with capital punishment necessarily. Some people might see that in that verse, but I think it's more about just protecting those who are good and yeah. obey the law and keep you from disobeying the law. Yeah. And Paul's talking a little bit proverbial there, it seems like, too. Verse 3, rulers hold no terror for those who do what right. is right, which we know 100% of the time that might not even be true, where there are instances where, again, persecution may happen to mm-hmm. those who did nothing wrong or whatever. Um, but a, a little bit of a proverbial statement, like Proverbs often being very generalized truths. Yes. Like generally this is true, yes. right, in what you're right. saying, mm-hmm. that the government and law enforcement and all those things are put there to enforce rules, laws, keep the boundaries for society to function, mm-hmm. at least in some way, without it being anarchy right. and, and just craziness, everybody doing whatever they want to do. Yeah. So. And I think the when you get past the governmental part of that structure that's mm-hmm. helped to protect, the role of the church, though, is love. And it's right. hard for the government to love or show love. Yeah. And then when they try to do that, like when that's where um, when when church and state might get the gray area between when you see programs developed to help your citizens. Well, I, I would think that's the role of the, ch- the church, right? right. For us to help and be right. hospitable and all the things we read and let, right. what love in action looks sure. like yep. in 12. Right. But when the government starts doing that, and I think, oh, man, maybe we've. Maybe we've overstepped what the yeah. role of government is versus what's the role of the church. I think sometimes even on the other side, like the church wants the government to do that. Right. I, I like you know what I mean, and I don't mean to. I just mean to say I think sometimes as Christians we kind of like outsource mm-hmm. our birthright as the followers of Jesus to mm-hmm. the government to go, hey, you guys fix these issues. When it is the church's call to right. be the light of the world, to be mm-hmm. the salt of the earth, and to be good, you know, and and by and I don't mean that to say the church never has because the church absolutely has. Mm-hmm. Um, the church is the one who has started orphanages, who right. ended slavery, right. who started hospitals right. and educational systems, right. and brought women into the forefront yes. of society. And the church has done that because been, believers have a conscience. Right, the government doesn't have a conscience. Yeah, it's an institution. Right, right. Yes. Anyway, I didn't yeah. mean to cut you off. But no, 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 no. But yeah, I just want to, I, I think stuff. it's a good reminder for us as Christians that that's always been who we are mm-hmm. and that's who we should continue mm-hmm. to be, not expecting the government to do that role, right? Like expecting ourselves to do that role because the Spirit lives in us mm-hmm. to, to go and do that. So, yeah. Well, that's that's in a nutshell. That's good. That's a great answer. That's good. I just wondered for your thoughts on it. Yeah, we'll appreciate that. Um, so, the rest of 13, then, I mean, the rest of uh, that section is then talking about what you were, you were referencing, Kurt. Uh, mm-hmm. rulers, hold no, rulers hold no terror. This is verse three. Uh, for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Uh, do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority? Of course we do. Yeah. Uh, then do what is right, and you will be right. commended. Uh, for the one in authority is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, right? <laughs> for rulers do yeah. not bear the sword for no reason. That was the sword uh, reference. They're God's servants, agents of wrath, which is strong, strong. language, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the government is agents of wrath, to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. That's justice, and we all want that. Right. That's safety. We all want that. Therefore, it's necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possibility of punishment, but also as a matter of conscience. And that's where the mm-hmm. believer, I think, says, okay, if they if they operate rightly, if the structure itself operates rightly, then in good conscience, I should submit. I should... Correct. Uh, yes. Uh, I want to keep using your definition. I keep forgetting. Intentionally subordinate. Intentionally subordinate yeah. myself. Um, so verse six, then this is why you pay taxes. Nah. Hey, <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about the school tax. This is why <laughs> Trey's leaving. Trey's he's done. I would actually be happy to talk no, about. No, I don't want to talk tax. about that. This is why you pay taxes. Man, Jesus said that, didn't he? You know, he, he was clear. Who, who, whose face is on That's the coin? Right. He was clear yeah, on that one. Okay, we'll yeah. give it to him. Isn't right. It? Yeah. yeah. 
much as we don't like it. Yep. There and, it is. Uh, and the, the phrasing there, though, is this is why. Yep. Right? Like, if the government is doing right and protecting, in verse 6, then this is why you pay taxes to the authority that are God's servants, because they're doing this, you know, full-time. Full-time governing. Yep. Yeah, who, who are... Uh, their full time of governing. Verse seven, then give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. Uh, if revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. And it's definitely got to be an echo to Matthew 22, right? When Jesus says, yeah. give to Caesar yeah. what is Caesar. And right. that might be where we all disagree and go, well, they don't deserve respect. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> not that's giving it to them. You right, know, great but, point. So, but I think in general, based on, um, you know, Romans 12, where he made it very clear, like, it, it, as much as it depends on us. Right to live at peace with right. all men, he mm-hmm. did say that, and to honor people as best we can above ourselves, regardless. You know that's a Christian way of life and an right. ethic that we live by. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, in that pay to Caesar, what is Caesar's? Um, what, what Caesar? The Caesar's demand. Well, they were like a, a deity, first mm-hmm. of all, right? Like they're right. kind of the at least uh, worst case scenario, they were a representation of the deity. Yeah, and a lot of some, a lot of cases, they yeah. actually thought this is right, a right. deity, a god, and it was Caesar. You had to proclaim. Caesar, Caesar is Lord. Is Lord. Yeah. And in Jesus, I think what he was saying, you give to Caesar with Caesar. That's the money, the, right. head, the yep. face that's on there. And that's all he gets. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't bow the knee yeah, and worship right. Right. Caesar. Yeah. Yep. Jesus is Lord, mm-hmm. not Caesar is Lord. Um, so there's one more question we can jump in here. I think number four, the fourth question was, um, what are Christ followers to do when the gover- government demands them to do things that are against the Word of God? And we referenced... Paul and and Peter and those guys who got yeah incarcerated when they were preaching the gospel because that's what they were told to do yeah um there's I'm sure certainly other cases when Daniel's a great example right um, right we did the Daniel series not long ago and he, the the law was made which one of my favorite little things where it says you know we have to make a law that's against his God that's the only way to get him and they knew it right the law would contradict who he was as a man of God. And, mm-hmm. and in the law was, to, you only pray to, was it Darius at the time, whichever one it was, mm-hmm. uh, you only pray to him now. And Daniel's like, no, I'm praying to God. So anyway, the, the simple answer to that question is we obey God <laughs> rather mm-hmm. than men back to Acts chapter five there. Um, that's what we're going to do, you know? Right. You know, and we definitely take the legal path mm-hmm. uh, to try to, pursue that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we, we could do what Kurt just said humbly. Yep. Just, you know, Daniel's a great example. A great example. Yeah. I even think like Moses, yeah. um, you know, even though we talk about how bad Pharaoh was, Moses kept, he kept following the Lord, doing what the Lord told him to do, yeah. but it was humble. He didn't say, Hey, we're riding out of here. He's like, Hey, you know, God says, let my people go. I mean, just think yeah. you, you, you find your lane and where the Lord's calling you and, and you do it humbly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus told his followers to be, um, as shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves, right? which I think is a great verse for this exact question sure. of mm-hmm. shrewd as serpents, just meaning we we, we are wise, we think, right. we, you know, if there are ways that we can disobey without being riotous and immoral right. and whatever, right. like we, we, we'll, we'll be innocent, right? Right, mm-hmm. And we're going to continue to, because goodness gracious, we're following the law of God, and this uh, may be jumping ahead a little no, bit, but ahead. the law of God is love, mm-hmm. right? right? So if we're following that law, we're not going to break really any law of love, right? We're going to be loving. We're going to be good to people. We're going to be helpful. We're going to be kind. Um, Now, the law of the land may just simply contradict that regardless, and so we just have to follow the Lord. But yeah, like you're saying, Gary, just to be humble and be be good citizens, even and then to submit to the consequence. Exactly. And that's what I was going to say, is that we see this in other countries. Yeah. Christ followers being told not to meet, not to share Christ, doing so. Right. The best way they can, but also suffering the consequences yep. for when they when they are caught doing so. Yep. When 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 they have made this decision, I can not go along with this. I've yep. got to do what God's called me to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we see we see those things, and and so this verse right here, what, the, that question, Christ followers are operating in that all over the world. We are not there yet. We yeah. we think we're there. We're not here. And we may never get there before Christ comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, we still have the ability to, yeah. uh, to be protected by the laws and, and right now. And I, I, you know, I know that they're getting slimmer, uh, that, that path, but it's still there. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think Kurt talked about just us being wise and again, just taking the, the posture of, of, you know, I'm going to submit. My posture is going to be that of humility. But at the end of the day, the line is, I'm going to do what God says over anybody else. Yeah. 
in yeah. every area of my life. Right, That's yeah. the funny part, though. Like, we want to pick this one, you know, but what <laughs> yeah. about this area right here where when I, you know, I want to do it, I want that. Yeah. No, no, in every area of my life, this, yeah. this is true. Yeah. Right, right. Um, and th- this might be easier when we think of, like, direct laws that might go against what I personally believe or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. But then if there's, th- I mean, like, there are demands, like, you must do this. Right. There's some that are laws that exist uh, like say uh, the ability to get an abortion. Well, that right. doesn't affect me necessarily right. directly. Right. But what is my uh, responsibility right. as a believer sure. to help advocate or protect the unborn? Right. Like that sounds like an atrocity. Sure. How then do we balance that? You know, those scales of justice. Well, it's not for us to balance, but what's our responsibility? Yeah. Well, I think again, it, it let no debt remain outstanding except the continued debt to love one another, right? And again, the law of God being the law of love always. And, we, and that's a great situation, a great example of what you're describing of, um, yeah, where it's just an opportunity I think we have as the church to to love people in our society and be a voice of truth if and when we get the opportunity, you know, where right. the door is open um, without being... Um, annoying and <laughs> riotous and uh, rebellious against anything mm-hmm. that we can also speak truth. And again, this is what Christians have done for centuries, where our response is to open up pregnancy centers, right, right, right. orphanages, right, to adopt. You don't overcome so evil yeah. with evil from verse right. twelve. So you yes. don't bomb, yes, right, abortion. Absolutely, no. yeah, yeah. We can pick it, and we can riot, or we can do the positive things. And I'm not saying okay, if you pick it, whatever, but. Uh, yes, exactly. We overcome evil with good, mm-hmm. you know, and we go, okay, how can we bring light into the darkness? We can complain about the darkness and fight it, right. fight that way, or we can just bring light and love and care for people and do the best we can to mm-hmm. infiltrate from within, so to speak, you know, and, um, you know, let the gospel do its work too, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. like it works. The gospel works. We talk about this in, I think, the first chapter of Romans, the mm-hmm. gospel is a lion, let it mm-hmm. out of the cage. You know, so just infusing our culture mm-hmm. with the gospel and the love mm-hmm. of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. And yeah. then, and then, le- I mean, there's nothing wrong with leveraging our governmental structures sure. to yeah. legislate, right? Right? Like you're a great example possible. of that, Trey. Yeah. I mean, really, yeah. just being—we need Christians in all spheres of our society, everywhere. Mm-hmm. We need them, right, to be able to do just that. Yeah, mm-hmm. fight for what is good yeah. and right and righteous. Mm-hmm. There's a—I'll I'll give you an example of something I do with my kids. Um, I think. This is the ba- the basis for it. A lot of this is like when you're, when you think something is unjust, mm-hmm. because this is a big part of our culture right now. Mm-hmm. Our kids grow up hearing injustice all the time and right, sure. social justice and how to fight these right. things. And um, I, I've got this little simple acronym I'll give to you. All right, rap. R A P. Enjoy this. Rap. Because here's the things I say. I, I, I tell them even at home. Like if there's a rule that I have at home and they don't agree with it. Well, here's if if you I'm, I'm fine if you break the rule. Like I'm telling you, I'm fine if you break the rule, but you got to have these three these three things ready. Rap, R, you got to do it respectfully. You got to respect the authority. Mm-hmm. So you can't be brazen about it. You can't be you know haughty. You have to be respectful of the authority. Yeah. And then the A is for um, articulate why. You can't yeah. just go break the rule because you don't like it. Right. Or you think it's bad, but you don't tell me why. You've got to be able to articulate what is unjust. Yeah. What if is all not you're, just. If all you're doing is shouting, that's stupid. And then run. Yeah. That's not helpful. That's not right. Right. To anybody. In the P, and this is the big one. Yeah. Prepare, pre- be prepared for the consequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like if I go, nope, this is just the rule. Now you've got to, but now you've got to suffer the consequences. They've got to be willing to do that. Yeah. I think that's what Peter and Paul and those guys, when they were preaching the gospel, says, yeah. Don't do that anymore. And they went, respectfully, Right. we're going to keep doing it because right. God told us to. Right. Here's why. We, right. we believe we have a higher authority. Yeah. And lastly, okay, you can lock us up. Yeah. But when we get out, we're going to do it again. Yeah. And Paul and Silas, like in Acts 16, they, they you know, they're in jail. They're singing there, all the things. Uh, the... Um, the 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 jail shakes, the earthquake happens, the doors open. They don't even leave. Right. right? Yeah. The jailer right. runs in. He's like, oh man, they all escaped. And Paul's like, no, 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 we're all here. Like that's how much he respected not only the authority, but also God and, and his opportunities, by the way. Right. His opportunities to, because I'm obeying, submitting to authority, to actually share the gospel with this guy now. And he did. And he became a Christian. Like, what a that's the mindset right. that that Paul and those guys had, the Christians should have, that we should have. Yeah. Of man, this is not just a 
our submission to the government and our position in this world is not just to, you know, kind of go as the culture pushes us around, but man, we actually get to infiltrate and mm-hmm. bring, again, bring light into the the worst of situations. Right. And I think sometimes when you, when you rap, <laughs> when you use that, 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 uh, that way of doing it, that's kind of Martin Luther King. Yes. Junior type thing. Very like peaceful yes. protest that then makes a difference. Like something right. happens that, hey, I'm willing to go to jail for this. Okay, right. well, man, let's lean in. What is really going yeah. on here? Right. Oh, okay. Not just... And it's interesting too. And it, there, there's been all sorts of people, just think American history, who have tried to enact change through violence and through right. you know, whatever. Um, and that's happened. And then you got guys like Martin Luther King Jr. who did it through peace and submission and just speaking, you know, truth and sharing ideas. And who do we remember more? Like right. whose names do we know? And and who do we have a whole day celebrating Martin Luther King Jr.? Because mm-hmm. man, what, like what a powerful thing it is mm-hmm. to be civilly disobedient in, mm-hmm. in that sense of submitting to the law and yet mm-hmm. disobeying it at the same time. It's a powerful thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's certainly things that we want to change and we want to see change in the government. Mm-hmm. There's just a way to do it. It's And, yeah. and, the thing about submission, it seems weaker on the front end, yeah. especially in our culture, mm-hmm. um, especially uh, I think a lot of times in the South that, it, you know, but as we talked about, the the power of it lasts longer yeah. than, than the, violent, the violent act, than the mm-hmm. revolt. The power of it is really eternal. That when you, you know, whether you're going to use rap or civil disobedience or, you know, take the example of Jesus and giving to Caesar things are Caesar, give to God things are God. And when those things uh, cross paths, choose God's in a humble, respectful way, there is an eternal quality there that we, I think, some minimize mm-hmm. the power of that moment. Yeah. That if you do it right, that it is a powerful statement and yeah. it points people to Christ. Yeah, that's the key, right? Yes, it is, it yes. Is, it's gospel-driven. It does right. have an effect that, that brings all of us right. closer to Jesus, yeah. not further away and shaking our fist. There are stories after stories of the martyrs mm. that mm-hmm. this is exactly how they— like, right. They were bringing people to Jesus in droves by their deaths, right. their submission right. to, all right, kill me, and I'm not going to recant the right. the gospel right. and people were, can I read this from Peter because yeah. I'm thinking a lot about First Peter. Peter talks a lot about this stuff mm-hmm. too. First yeah. Peter two First thirteen Peter, and First Peter yeah. two. So I'm gonna start in verse. Um, well, okay. Submit yourselves to for the Lord's sake. That's yep. thirteen to every authority instituted by men, whether to the king as the supreme authority or to governors. And he goes on. I'm gonna go to verse seventeen. He says, "Show proper respect to everyone. Love the brotherhood of believers. There's the church. Mm-hmm. Fear God. Honor the king." Mm-hmm. And he says, slaves, submit yourselves to your masters with all respect, not only to those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. For it is commendable if a man bears up under the pain of unjust suffering. Because this is exactly what we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Unjust suffering because he is conscious of God. But how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and you endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you were called, here is Jesus, mm-hmm. because Christ suffered for mm-hmm. you leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. And then he says, he committed no sin, no deceit was found in his mouth. And he goes on to talk about Jesus dying, and he yep. never retaliated. Right. He completely, you talking about, man, submitting is hard, it is. but And it looks like weakness on the outside, but the greatest, most spirit-filled, strong man, Jesus Christ, who ever lived, submitted right. to the end of his life for our sake, is yes. what he said, and that's mm-hmm. our example to follow. Mm. Yeah. That's good. That suffering has a, a lot, a lot going on in there that I would love to talk about. We'll do, we'll get to it another time. Yeah. Um, but thank you for sharing that. That is one of the places I wanted to go to because it's not just Paul that mentioned right, that right. we should yep. we submit to our. It wasn't just it's about four or in five the context of Rome. In Peter that he gets into that. Right. Yeah. So we were so we were uh, talking about love, then fulfilling the law, love, uh, leave no verse eight. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For yeah. whoever loves has fulfilled the law. Mm-hmm. Um, the command, uh, the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other commands there may be are summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. Yep. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. And I just want to ask you guys, because this is, I mean, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's like all of, I mean, whatever he used, four or six of the commandments and rolled up them in there. But Jesus said the same thing, right? Like right. The, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your 
heart, soul, mind, and then yep. to love your neighbors love your yourself. Neighbors yourself. James summed it up the same way. Yep. So all the law and the prophets summed up this this very thing. Yes, yep. mm-hmm. that love. So how do how do you do it? How do you love your neighbor? Not like how <laughs> does it say to do it. How do you do it? Like practically, how do you love your neighbor? And not just your next door neighbor, but your community. I think about the Good Samaritan is kind of the classic story of that, right? Um, it's a guy who, you know, the Samaritan and the Jewish man who's who's hurt, and the Samaritan's the one that stops when other guys didn't stop who were supposed to. But um, I think there's a couple little principles right in that little story of just one, seeing the needs of people, right? Just seeing people, mm-hmm. like all people. And that's the point of that story is like the mm-hmm. Samaritan, they, they should be at odds with each other, but it's like a person in need has no race, no ethnic background, no whatever in that moment. It's mm-hmm. that person's in need, right? right? And that's my neighbor. Like, I don't care who you are, right? So I think that's the first thing is just kind of breaking those lines down to go, I don't care who the person is, where they come from, what they believe, what who they voted for. Mm-hmm. That person's my neighbor if they need something, mm-hmm. right? So I think we start there of just, right. oh, man, I'm, I just want to see all people that way. And if I can meet a need, I'm going to do it. First uh, John says that. John John says that. Right. Man, you see a brother in need and you don't meet that need. How is love in you? How mm-hmm. is the love of God in you? Right. So. Yeah, and he, I think you, you talked about, Kurt, looking for needs. I think if you if we can train ourselves to do that mm-hmm. instead of just being so busy about my day, my task. Yeah. And, you know, what I like about this verse um, is that he actually says that we owe love. Yeah. That the, he that's said, a debt. You know, that's, he said, you have a debt. Right. And that that's the way Christ treated us. He saw our need and he paid the debt for us. And he didn't wait for us to um, say we had enough money to pay him back or to get our lives together or mm-hmm. I'll stop doing this. I'll stop sinning in this area. No, nope, he just died for us. And he, he met our need. And so thinking about that, where it gets hard is when it's someone who's wronged you. Mm. Yeah, that and that, he doesn't really go into that, but but certainly it is covered in that where he talks about us loving people, and and us owing love. We owe those people love as well. It's very difficult. It, and last week's message, uh, mm-hmm. we're talking about uh, vengeance's mind says the Lord don't repay. Yeah. You know, we want to do those things, but yeah. but but the truth is that we owe them love. It is so hard, and and I I love hard passages like this in that. Uh, I think it gives us a good framework for just the power of our life. That that yeah. man, we have the ability to love people, even people that have wronged us, and make a difference in their lives and in ours. Yeah, because it's that's yeah. miraculous. Yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. Love someone yes. who's right. being bad to you. Yeah, and, and, and it's in view of God's mercy. It is it's in view it's of crazy. God's mercy to yeah. us that we can have yeah. that kind of love. Yeah, I think about um, when you're talking about just like King David and Saul. Right, that mm-hmm. when when Saul, King Saul, is still alive, God has anointed David to be king, and David refuses. Saul has done him wrong, tried right, to kill him right. several times, got him on the run. David refuses to lift a hand against Saul. Mm-hmm. Like to me, as far as like loving your neighbor, that's just a way of David going. Look, that he is God's anointed before me, and I will not be the one who dirties my hands mm-hmm. to end his life. When God wants to do that, God will do that. Mm-hmm. That's up to him. Right. And David continued to do good to Saul no matter what. Mm-hmm. And just a simple thing like that of, man, loving your enemy, you know, loving those who don't even love you. The command is not love those who love you. The mm-hmm. command is love your neighbor right. as yourself. Well, here we go. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push a little bit okay. here if you guys push. don't mind. Because yep. we've we've just uh, preacherized that again to say here's other ways in which, <laughs> you know, the Bible tells us to love one another. Yeah. And, and I know it's hard to go, oh, look at me. Here's how I love my neighbor. I'm not asking you to, to, to boast on yourself, but but if the spiritual gifts are given to us, like mm-hmm. Romans 12, mm-hmm. if those are given to us for the edification of the body, just maybe look at there, look at 12 and tell me one spiritual gift that you feel like, you know what, I think this is something the Lord has given me. Mm-hmm. And then maybe tell me how you use that to help. I love to help people. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so he's, you know, the spiritual gifts, he said, if it's serving them, serve. I'm, I, I, that's kind of the way I am. So mm-hmm. I think about ways to help people, sometimes too much. And that may sound arrogant. Oh, I'm trying to do, but no, just I love helping people. I yeah. love serving people. And I think about people who need help um, even along the way in my day. And, and so 
when I think about that, I think about the waitress. Like I'm going to always be kind. I'm going to mm-hmm. tip well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, I'm going to say 99.9% of the time, unless it's absolutely terrible. And, you know, but I'm still going to tip even then. It That's just right. may not be yeah. as well as I would it normally be. I'm thinking about their day, complimenting people, uh, talking to them, trying to love them the best that I can. I mean, thinking yeah. about, you know, and I'll just give an example, going to Dollar General and seeing someone who's worked all day and just done that and just, just talking to them about their day, loving them, mm-hmm. that, that this is what we're supposed to do. This is what I owe people because of what Christ has done for me. Mm-hmm. Think about people that have wronged me or, or things that have happened, trying to be quick to, and this is a struggle, quick to forgive and, and not hold grudges and try to move on and remember that and God loves them just as much as he loves me, and, mm-hmm. and I've got an opportunity. And then with lost people, which he talks about this, this at the end, that man, I, I want I want to be in the mix with lost people. Mm-hmm. I want to be uh, yeah. in relationship yeah. with them and doing things. And so, as a pastor, I've got to I've got to create ways to be around lost people. It was easier when my kids were younger because <laughs> we were playing a lot of ball. We were always doing something, ball and dance. Had a bunch of relationships. So I have to be more creative. But I want to be in there and even love them yeah. and and not judge them and and love them and 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 be an example of Christ. So that's how, that's kind of mm-hmm. how I do it is I try to help people and, mm-hmm. and serve them. Well, that's great. And I, yeah. I want to affirm you in that. Maybe I know I put you on the spot and it does kind of feel like you have to talk about yourself, but that is part of what this is like. <laughs> right. Help you guys understand how to do yeah. this. Um, I want to affirm you in that, that you love to help people. Even in your sermon Sunday, I was listening back to it. And, uh, and you said, if you're in the hospital, I'm going to be there. If you buried a loved one, I'm going to be there. I like, that is something that I know deep about you, that you're going, you, the, the, the way in which you have loyalty mm-hmm. to, you know, the people who serve, like, man, like, kudos to you. And that is, that's a gift. That's Thank a gift. You. Yeah. How do you show love? Well, your gift, maybe, spiritual well, gift. Well, as far as giftedness goes, um, and you hit on this, I know, in your message, Trey, about prophecy, probably more preaching, mm-hmm. teaching, um, preaching as we're proclaiming the Word of God. Um I think it's a gift God's given me um, that I, I try to steward well to love the church. I mean, that's what all gifts are for is to edify the church. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I try to do that for sure as, as well as I can. Um, and not just, not even just the preaching. I love to write. I love to uh, do this. I love to just talk about right. God's mm-hmm. word and, and all those kind of things. I think all that, as far as being a pastor, I mean, obviously that's a, that's a calling God has given me. So uh, I'm glad to be able to use that. As best I can. That is a that is something that I, I realized as a young adult that this was something God was going to use in my life, and I want to. I, I just decided then, like I'm going to double down on that and make sure that that's never a gift I don't steward. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to do the best I can with that, um, right. however that looks right. Yep. So that's one thing. Uh, uh, just a maybe a practical example. Um, our actual neighbor. Um, actually, as I was leaving to come here, I was leaving my house from lunch and. Um, my neighbor was pulling in there. It's an older couple live right across the street. And, um, he had stopped in the road cause he saw me pulling out. So I rolled down my window. We talked for a second, but, um, his wife had had a stroke, a little bit older couple. And so he was just telling me that and they're just somebody that we've gotten to know, you know, we try to help them out when we can. Tara's known them for a long time, but, mm-hmm. um, I've gotten to know them as we moved in there and, um, you know, help them cut his grass from time to time or, um, they're just praying. Like he knows I'm a pastor. So he right. always asked me to pray for her and I do like, mm-hmm. I'm going to pray for her and pray for them and talk to them and encourage them when I can. And, you know, um, you know, invite them to church and I don't, you know, they may or may not ever come, but it's at least a way to literally a neighbor, um, mm-hmm. just to go, you know what? I, I see you guys. I want to be helpful. Just always letting them know, like we'll text each other from time to time. Mm-hmm. They'll bring his grandkids over to like see the goats, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll just let, if there's anything y'all need, please let us know. You know, we just want to be helpful. Right. To our actual uh, neighbors, so <laughs> you know, there's yeah, all sorts great, of ways man. that I, I. And again, like you're saying, Gary, I think just the intentionality with human beings, right? right of going, everybody's my neighbor. Yeah. Um, I want to do the best I can do to see people, encourage people. You'd be amazed, actually, how far just um, like a smile and an encouraging word can go to somebody, or like remembering someone's name. That yeah. you meet, like the huge, Dollar General person huge, or a waitress huge. or someone you just yes. meet at church. Mm-hmm. Remember their name. Yeah. And yeah. it actually means something yeah, to people. I used to tell my youth ministry leaders, like, kids don't care what you know if you don't know their name. Like, right. They don't care. Hey, little mm-hmm. fella. Yeah. Hey, buddy. They right. know. They know you're lying. Like, if you're, hey, buddy, know their name. Mm-hmm. And that gives you an opportunity then to get to know them and right. love them and meet their needs where they're yeah. at. So. I think when we are operating in our the spiritual gifts that we feel yeah. God has given us, we are showing love. I mean, yeah. we are. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think for me, like leadership mm-hmm. is one of the gifts to do it diligently. Um, that's something I I do try to do. I, I hope that's yeah shows love to people. Um, that's uh, it, it it if it's used for any other purpose than to serve others, then it's used wrongly in right. that regard. Sure. So I I, I want. Like I'd make a joke when y'all say politician, like I go, well, servant, public, public servant. Right. Because I really do. I have to right. remember right. it's not a leadership position yeah. that was given because of any sort of, here, this is for you to get awesome at something. Right. And I was like, no, for you to serve with that sure. gift, to, right. to serve people. And so yep. anyway, I was sharing Sunday a story of a friend of mine's oozes the mercy gift. And mm-hmm. because of it, it in the leadership capacities that I do have, I have a lot of network and connections. And so I might not be able to have the, 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 the money or the resources to help someone that that's in need, but my buddy whose gift of mercy does. And like, it's kind of using that leadership gift and those connections to go, Hey, I see there's an, a need. Yeah. Hey, mercy guy, yeah. you, can you help that? It's like everybody benefits, right? Mercy right. guy loves yeah. it. Yeah. This person right. loves it. The Lord is right. blessing people through it. And, it's like, man, to be able to be a part of that yeah. is, is incredible, too. Yeah, when the body is doing its job, right, Like, it's such a beautiful thing. It really is. I mean, we have a whole care ministry. We call it the care ministry here. Right. That's folks that are taking care of the body, and oftentimes a little bit older folks or whoever. Maybe they need help getting home from the hospital or go visit them after surgery or whatever that is. But people that are just bringing meals and checking in and mm-hmm. writing cards and whatever. Right. And it's just amazing. Like it's an amazing thing to watch the body love one another right. that way. Yep. Um, and, and pay that debt, so to speak, pay the debt of love. Sure. Man. We just want to love yeah. each other. Right. Well, so. And and loving your neighbor is yeah. an action. Yep. It yep. is an action. It's, it's doing something. So, right. so do it. All right. We're going to, we're going to land the plane here then okay. uh, in verse 11 to the end. Yeah. Uh, Paul is telling them about the day that is near. I think yeah. we see that day as it's referred to in the Old Testament probably as the day of judgment or the last day or something's mm-hmm. coming, right? And so he says, and yeah. do this understanding, uh, and, and do this understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber. Mm-hmm. Isn't that great? Like, right. don't be lulled to sleep by the world, but wake yeah. up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Mm. Verse 13, let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to, to gratify the desires of the flesh. That says it all, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, and I, I, and I like how he he leverages that. Not with the reason the reason for doing that. Not is not because it's in the Bible. I mean, do this because the Bible says it. Mm-hmm. He leverages that. Do it because salvation is near. That you're gonna we're gonna submit what we would want to do in our flesh yeah. because we want to be saved, or because we are saved. And we want to see other people saved, right. that, that, you know. And so I, I love how he ends that right there. Yeah. And I, I feel like so many times I wish I'd have gone back because I feel like I've leveraged it. Like, do this because the Bible says so. And you know, you know, and that's that's true, but it's not a great motivator sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think saying, "Hey, do this," because man, it makes an eternal difference in your life and the life of other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you're going to submit what you want to do in your flesh. You may want to do these things, but you're not going to do them because. You are you are putting on Christ, and and you want other people to see Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it it almost seems like that last little paragraph is sort of a different than what he's talking about right, in the rest right. of the chapter. What well, not Paul didn't write chapter thirteen, you know, right? But, right. Um, as he's writing this argument, it's like it almost like seems like a change in direct. But to me, when I look at this entire section, it's it's again I think about Jesus's words: "Be salt and light." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's talking about, about being us as Christians, being a benefit to this world that we should be mm-hmm. in every sphere, right? In the government um, and in civil action and in just our relationships with each other, man. And he's just talking about how, gosh, if, if we're loving one another and yet we're also living in um, carousing and drunkenness, right? Sexual immorality and debauchery, dissension and jealousy. Those things are not loving to people. Mm-hmm. Those, those things don't, like you're saying, Gary, those things don't help anyone come near to Christ and right. see the salvation that we have. Right. They're in all fact, selfish. It, they're all self- yes. selfish. And they probably, yeah. it will definitely hinder mm-hmm. the opportunities right. that right. we would have yeah. to help other people see Jesus both in us and in their own lives to come and, and be 
be saved by him, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just, it is, man. It's just, you just see Paul's heart in all of that mm-hmm. going, look, guys, I know there's struggles that you guys clearly have because he names several things here of whether it's drunkenness, partying, I think is a, maybe a good word for our context, like mm-hmm. partying, got carousing. It's like a party lifestyle, that sexual immorality, which is just so common with all sorts of sinfulness, mm-hmm. drunkenness, debauchery, dissension, when jealousy, which is just conflict with each other. All that stuff just defines human existence, you mm-hmm. know? And he's just going, guys, we're different. And we got to be different. We're mm-hmm. walking in the day mm-hmm. and they're walking in the night. Why are we acting like we're still in the darkness? And, you know, let's just, he says the same stuff in Ephesians. Correct. Like live as children of light right. mm-hmm. and do not think about how to gratify the cravings of the sinful nature. So, mm-hmm. man, he just wants people to see Jesus. And yeah. that's the best way we can do it is to stop just being just like the world, mm-hmm. but look different. Every time we see um, flesh, or when Paul uses the word flesh, the, it's usually sarks in the Greek, which which is, yeah. I mean, like it means this, yep. but it's usually like a representation of yeah. whatever op- opposes the spirit, right? Like mm-hmm. the spirit and flesh, spirit and flesh. Yeah. And it's this um, to gratify the desires of the flesh. Sometimes it it just feels easier to go selfishness. Yeah, like just right. Yeah, I think instinct. Oh, that's what I always think when Paul says that. You're right. It's like. I, we that Christians, this is how Christians are different. And this is Romans 8, right? That's where mm-hmm. back he's, you know, our, our mind is new. The Spirit has filled us, and we're no longer living that way. Like, we're not basic instinct people. Mm-hmm. We don't just gratify our instincts. It's not like, whatever I think I want to do, I do. Mm-hmm. It's, no, I have a new governor in my mind, mm-hmm. a new law. Again, a new king, and it's Jesus, and he governs me, and mm-hmm. he leads me, and so I'm following yeah. him. And he says, in order for us to do that, then is to put on Christ. Put on right. Christ. What is what? How do you like? We'll we'll end with that. Just how do you clothe yourself with Christ? What are some practical ways that you guys do it yourself? How do you clothe yourself with Christ? I think waking up in the morning and and acknowledging the gift of the day, your dependence upon Him. That yeah. you know this desire to follow Him. Um, to you know, I don't know if I use the words. Close, I want to close myself with Christ by saying, I want, you know, I want to be like you today. Help me to be like you in what I think and what I say and what I do. Um, obviously, reading his word, spending time there meditating on scripture um, are the kind of the ways. I know those are Bible answers. I don't really have anything besides Sunday school answer there. But, but they're the right answers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if that's what you're doing, that's what we want yeah, to hear is yeah, that that's what's yeah, working. That's what I think of just, you know, and there are certainly times where I don't do those things and... I try to be quick to acknowledge that I did not do those things um, as, as as quick as I can say, you know, I didn't, I didn't get it right that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think clothes is a, is a good word because, I mean, we put on clothes right. every day, right? Mm-hmm. you know, and it's not that we take off Christ <laughs> the same way we take off clothes, but um, we, we clothe ourselves daily, right? And so I think, Gary, like what you're saying, it, it, gosh, there's so much to the Christian life that is is so simple and it's not rocket science. It's really not, not that everything is simple, but, um, it's not, I mean, it's easy. Right. But right. as far yeah. as the simple thing of just, man, God's given us his word and he's given us the ability to pray. Right. And Paul says, um, through him, through Jesus, we have free access to the father by the Holy spirit. That's mm-hmm. Ephesians two. So like, man, we have this access to God every day. Why don't we do that? Do we, can we do that unceasingly as he tells mm-hmm. us to do that with prayer? Um, renewing our minds. And y'all talked about that on the podcast last week because mm-hmm. we can't divorce all of what he's saying here from Romans 12, 1 and 2. Again, mm-hmm. if this is about the the new mind. This is what that looks like. Right. Um, so clothing myself with Jesus is making that intentional, back to that word, intentional, conscious decision every day mm-hmm. to go, I'm going to, he says in, in Galatians, to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to live good. my life in step yep. mm-hmm. with the Spirit, not grieving the Spirit. The Spirit works through the Word, through mm-hmm. prayer. Right. Um, and that means my life's going to look that way, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to worship him. I'm going to serve people. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not doing those things, I'm not in step with him and I'm not clothed with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and too, so the other part of that, I think about clothing, I think about, it's obvious, right? Um, the uh, Galatians 5, he says, the deeds of the flesh are obvious and the fruit of the spirit is obvious. Mm-hmm. Right. right. It's obvious. It <laughs> Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness versus drunkenness or dissension or foul mouth or whatever. Like we're, it's obvious how we're living and who we're clothed with, what we're clothed with, right? We live in Georgia. We all know. I mean, I think most, all, we're all Georgia fans, right? Mm-hmm. UGA fans. How do you know somebody's a Georgia fan? They probably clothed themselves right. with it on Saturdays, right? right. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty clear. You can be riding down the road. You see the flags flying, right? So it's clear. Like clothing is clear. And I think when he says clothe yourselves with Christ, it's 
again, back to Romans 1, I'm unashamed of the gospel. Mm-hmm. That's my life, and I live in that, mm-hmm. and I'm clothed, clothed in with it. it. Right. Yeah. Clothed in yeah. it. Yeah. That's great. That's great. I have the same answers as you guys, right? Like, <laughs> read man, your Bible and pray every day. Start the day in prayer. <laughs> pray. Have prayer all day long, as much yeah, as you can. Yeah. And that sounds crazy, but it's that's real. That's Clothe how you renew your mind with Christ. Yep, uh, being with other believers that's good. Is, is helpful in that. Yeah. Having some accountability in it is helpful to not think yes, about yourself, yes, but think about yes. Christ. I, I'll just say this on a personal note because I, I told you this, Trey. Um, you preached last Sunday at church, mm-hmm. and I had preached many, many weeks in a row, and I hadn't just been there to hear to be preached to, mm-hmm. and I was last Sunday, and it was awesome. Like, I, and I told you that just sometimes I need to be. I, I just forget that sometimes, right, Gary? You probably agree. Like, it's as we're pastors, so right. we're not always preached to, and I just say that to say we all need to be preached to. Mm-hmm. We need to be brought the word from someone who can expound it for us and help us see it and love what it says and follow Jesus in that and mm-hmm. worship him. You know what I mean? So that's another thing, just right. being part of the body consistently right. mm-hmm. and letting God's word just wash over you being preached, you know, and yep. worship him in the word and all those things. So yeah. very important. It's good. Yeah. So next week, come to church and be preached at. Church. <laughs> be preached at. <laughs> be preached yeah, yeah. at. <laughs> but it's a good one, uh, Romans 14, next week, the week in the strong, and we'll be yeah. uh, trying to figure out what that exactly means and how to live with uh, live in unity as much as it depends on us with our brothers and sisters who think differently and maybe yeah. worship differently than we do. Anyway, thank you guys for being here today, man. Thanks, thanks, thanks for, for uh, thanks, thanks for being honest and answering these questions yeah. in the best way that you can. Uh, always go back to eastridge.church slash Romans to get caught up on all the other sermons and other resources. Uh, use these, uh, read along with us. There's a reading plan there. Read the scriptures with us as we do that. And uh, use these questions in your small group and with your family at dinner time, however you'd like to do that. Anyway, thanks again for joining us. Don't forget to click like, subscribe, the notification bell. Don't forget to turn the turtle over at the bottom of the page and flip <laughs> that thing. And that's, well, that may be you're Mario. Getting, getting, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. Anyway, all right, guys. See you next week. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Set your clocks back, Sammy. Wow, wow, wow. Or will it be too late? We are too late. <laughs> <laughs> we missed it. After you missed it. Oh, forget that. Song.